Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we now reflect, we ask that you would speak to us, that you reveal Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. In our last scripture reading, we heard read the very, very dramatic scene when Jesus, after the beatings and torture and mockery and mock trials and whippings and bleeding that had occurred, hung naked on a cross, an instrument of torture, shame, and death, then after enduring further insult and torture, surrounded by witnesses, some who reviled him and some who loved him, eventually he died. Jesus was dead. One of the things that is easy to miss due to the familiarity we have with this text and this general story, it is the tremendous emotions. We can miss the emotions that were being poured out all over the place on that hill when Jesus died. I, I've never watched, except in fake movies, as someone was murdered. I definitely have never seen someone crucified and, and, and breathed their last breath, though I was with my Ruthie, when she breathed her last, but she was ready to go because of what happened tonight. I definitely have never seen someone I truly love tortured and brutally hung on a cross after being mocked and beaten and heard all the noise and experienced the smells and the rabble and the cursing and the jeering nor have I watched the one that I love in obvious pain and agony and felt as I probably would have felt, and I'm sure those who love Jesus felt, a little ashamed that I wasn't doing anything to stop it, knowing I couldn't do anything to stop it anyway, but I was fearing what might happen to me because of what was happening as I watched him suffer. We have never watched anything like that, what happened to Jesus or anyone we loved, nor have we heard them cry out with a loud voice and then breathe his last. None of us have, but it happened. And Jesus endured it all for us. Our scripture text ends with Jesus breathing his last and, and dying, and then having his lifeless, limp, bloody, beaten body with a gaping spear hole in its side, being taken off the cross and carried to a tomb, a cave in the side of a hill, where his body was laid and a huge stone was rolled in front of it. And Jesus was dead. 
It is this moment that I really want us to grasp this evening. If you have seen Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ or similar things, I mean, those things help add to a sense of what happened that after, afternoon. And that can be good, but nothing could compare to actually being there. And the truth is that for us who weren't there, the idea of Jesus, the now resurrected and glorified Lord of lords who will return again in glory and in power and gather his followers to him where they will know the love and joy of God for all eternity. Well, the idea of that Jesus being dead It's not something that we think about. But Jesus really did die. He was dead. The blood stopped flowing. The brain waves stopped. He was dead. Now, we know he was dead. We know that he died for our sins. We know that he rose again. And we know that he's now alive. But know this. These people who witnessed what we just read in this text, all they knew was he was dead. It is possible, since we know the end of the story, that we miss the power and import of what happened that Friday afternoon. Now, I love Resurrection Sunday. It is a day of victory and eternal life. It is vindication and proof and power. I love Resurrection Sunday. But what happened on Friday was why Jesus came. Dying on that cross was the cup that Jesus had asked his father to remove as he prayed until he sweated drops of blood. He prayed, if it were possible, let this hour pass. And in intimate, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. But the cup was not removed. We must know that if it were possible... God Almighty, Jesus' loving Father with whom he had spent unity for eternity in love together, if it were possible, he would have removed the cup as requested as his beloved perfect son begged. But it wasn't removed. Now, we need to know with absolute certainty, since nothing is impossible for God, God could have stopped the slaughter of his son. Jesus himself said he could have stopped it. But that wasn't what he was talking about. The issue, the cup that was not possible any other way to remove was humankind's due judgment and sin, our sin. 
so that we could be forgiven and we could be made perfect again. There was no other way for us to be reconciled to God who loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. A son who said, Father, I want your will, not mine. This cup, this dying on the cross for our sins and really becoming dead was why he came. Death was never going to hold him. The scriptures and reality make that clear. And we know that Jesus was always God eternal and never stopped being that. But suffering and bearing the full consequences and the full judgment and the full wrath of God and experiencing the Father looking away from the Son with whom he had spent all eternity with in perfect union and love, looking away and being mocked by the very ones he was dying for. And that's why he came. And that's why he died. If we really grasp what happened that day, if we truly identify with the emotions of those standing there witnessing all this, the sadness, the wondering, the fear, the sense of hopelessness, the not knowing what it all means, it will help us better understand what is going to happen on Sunday. But tonight, on Good Friday, we need to remember that his heart stopped. His blood flowing stopped. His brain stopped. He was dead. And those observing this, witnessing this, wept and moaned and fell down and were were lost and did not know what to do. Brothers and sisters, that's where we need to be. We need to be at the foot of that cross and see it all. We need to see him bleeding and suffering alone. We need to see him die. And we need to know that he did it for us. The truth is that we know all this in a way that the actual witnesses of it never could. Yet, ironically, that should make more tears flow from us because we understand he died for us, for all of our sins, for all of them. If we confess them to him, And if we repent, and if we ask for forgiveness for them, based on what he did on Friday, our sins are forgiven and gone forever, all of them. In a few days, we will see that even the mortal enemy of mankind, death itself, was vanquished when Jesus rose from the tomb. But that is not today. Today, 
He paid the price for our sins. Today he died. And he did it because he loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants you to know him. He did it as the only way to free us from our bondage to sin and death. And he was the only one who could do it. And it was not possible to be done any other way. We have to think about that tonight. We should cry when we see him on the cross. We should think about his pain and his suffering on our behalf. And we should remember that he did it for us. When we do, particularly since we are able to understand it in ways that the witnesses at the actual foot of the cross that day never could, when we understand this, the rest of the story, the resurrection, his ascension, his sending of the Holy Spirit, and his eventual return, all makes more sense and becomes even more beautiful. When we do this, we can and should understand why this day is called Good Friday. It, it's the day he died for us. And brothers and sisters, it was good. Let's pray. It is impossible for us to thank you enough. You endured that cross. You despised the shame. You condescended and died for us who didn't deserve it. Your love for us demonstrated in what you did today overwhelms us. We thank you. We receive you. We honor you and we love you. In the name of Jesus, amen.